0: Hi everybody, welcome to our uh, clinical case example on um, bradycarlias. For those listening on the podcast, there is an ECG involved in this scenario. So when you get the opportunity, just log on to have a look. So the scenario is that a 43 year old male attends the ED department complaining of a loss of consciousness. Please talk through how you would go about assessing the patient. Um, So first
1: thing, a gentleman's come in, um, elderly gentleman's come in with a loss of consciousness then the first thing I'd do would be to make sure that he's, he went down really stable and safe um, and move into the appropriate place if needed, i.e. resus. Um, and before starting I'd like to ask the nurse if we can do an ECG to make sure, to see if we've uh, got a high, got high degree of worrying AV block that needs urgent, um, urgent intervention. Um, then in the history, I would be taking a history really to understand whether this is cardiac syncope, reflex syncope, or or orthostatic hypotension causing syncope. Um, So I'd want to get an understanding for the preceding events, specifically whether there are any preceding cardiac symptoms, um, such as chest pain, palpitations, uh, shortness of breath. Then understanding what happened during the event itself. And then here I'd like to um, uh, understand if the, how, if the patient definitely lost consciousness, what he he last remembers about the event, and if they're, importantly, if there are any witnesses and what they saw, um, it'd be important to know whether they saw any seizure activity uh, or any urine, urinary incontinence, which might point me back towards more neurological causes whether this might be seizure activity. Um, and then finally, I'd like to ask the patient whether he had any post-ictal um, post ictal symptoms, um, so whether he was completely lucid once he regained consciousness, or whether he, he slowly regained consciousness. Uh, and using this and the preceding symptoms and the warning signs, this would give me a better understanding of what type of syncope this represents. Um, then I'd take more global history, trying to understand the patient's comorbidities, and um, specifically trying to understand uh, whether they've had these symptoms before, and Whether they result in, again, true loss of consciousness or um, pre-syncopal symptoms. Um, And then understanding other capabilities, how it's affecting their day-to-day life, and trying to get understanding for their social history. So, whether they're they're living at home with, whether they're safe doing their day-to-day activities, and importantly, trying to understand if the patient still drives, uh, because we need to give them driving advice uh, if he has a true syncope today. other things important to look at are drug history, whether there's any drugs that could um, contribute to syncopal symptoms, uh, such as diuretics or uh, bisoprolol, um, understanding whether uh, history, uh, other things in the social history as well, um, and any the family history of sudden cardiac death was less relevant at the age of 73. Um, then the examination, we really hone in on trying to elucidate un- any causes um, of his syncope. So uh, I would him in A to E fashion and if appropriate do a neuro- neurological examination or do a brief respiratory examination looking for signs of heart failure uh, and fluid overload and listen to the precordium proper to see if there's any signs of HOCM uh, or aortic stenosis or sort of structural heart disease that could be causing his symptoms. Um, then I'd assess him with uh, some bedside tests so as mentioned probably 12-lead ECG, see if there's anything on uh, any telemetry that you may have been on uh, in A and E uh, and also simple things so blood glucose uh, i think looking at vbg immediately to look see that the obvious electrolyte abnormalities and sending a whole full panel of blood uh, including uh, in, including um, electrolytes and if appropriate uh, troponin i worry worried about ischemia as a potential cause to simply today um, and then finally a bedside echo to get an understanding with baseline cardiac status and a chest and a chest x-ray
0: Okay, thank you. Um, So the patient's stable, uh, but still reports feeling a little bit lightheaded. Here is his ECG. Please could you describe to me the ECG and how you'd go about managing this patient. Okay.
1: So this is an ECG showing complete heart block at a rate of 30 beats per minute uh, with a fairly broad ventricular escape. So broad ventricular escape at a rate of 30 meters per minute in complete heart block there's no obvious important negatives are, there's no obvious signs of any uh ischemia so uh certainly no inferior um inferior ischemia which could have caused this complete heart block uh, but i'd still keep an open mind with regards to this um given he's got a complete heart block with a um an escape rhythm that's not entirely safe i'd start off by treating him in Uh, in A&E so moving him to a place of safety uh, and um, starting uh, treatment which would be atropine in the first instance uh, and then considering starting an isoprenin infusion to see if we can increase his ventricular rate and that would help him hopefully improve improve his symptoms. Then once I've started that I would think about um, calling my consultant but to let him know that we had a patient with complete heart block um, and who have just started on isoprenin, so they're aware, um, because if the isoprenin uh, doesn't work or the patient deteriorates, there may be a need to think about further intervention, which should take the form of either transcutaneous or more likely transvenous pacing, uh, with a form of temporary pacing wire, or if uh, the team was available, and appropriate, we could be a permanent pacemaker insertion.
0: Okay. uh, so. This patient is admitted to the CCU and that they're placed uh, that they're placed on an isoprenin infusion overnight. Talk me through the indications where you would need to escalate the care to, for example, a temporary pacing wire. So, I think that if the,
1: the indications for escalating to a temporary pacing wire overnight and someone with complete heart block is um, cardiogenic shock. Um, decompensated heart failure, um, recurrent episodes of uh, syncope uh, or, relative, or relatively frequent episodes of presyncope, um, all of which are refractory to his current treatment, so refractory to increasing nice and infusion rate, um, and I suppose he's having very significant pauses, I would definitely call him a consultant
0: to discuss whether we should think about temporary pacing more overnight. Okay, um, so talk me through what would be involved actually with inserting a temporary pacing wire. So with temporary pacing wire, you, uh, you can either
1: do it through the, you have to access the venous circulation, so you can either do it through the jugular, jugular vein or through the femoral vein, We're more often than is it's done through the femoral vein. Um, so you access the femoral vein, place a catheter uh, inside the femoral vein um, and then wires up to the heart, um, and then you normally if you're using a balloon tip um, a balloon tip pacing wire, you inflate the balloon when it's in the right atrium. Um, so, inflate the balloon in the right atrium, push it across the tricuspid valve, uh, and then it you see that you've got ventricular capture um, by attaching the leads on the outside uh, to a pacing box, and then see that you've got initially you've got capture and The capture is regular and not you're not losing it, so it's an appropriate position. Um, and once that's the case, you mark the position where the wires are, how far out of the um, how many centimeters outside of the femoral uh, cath they are, and then mark that position and then suture the uh, suture the wires down at that position very, very well. Um, and that's important. And if the wires move overnight you know exactly how many centimeters they were at and whether they've moved overnight um and yes yeah, so temporary system. so it's not designed uh, be clear that it's not designed to be in for uh, more than 24 to 48 hours um uh, maximum um and yeah that's the only procedure
0: uh thank you that ends the scenario
1: thank you